Hear now the word of the Lord. O Israel, return to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity. Receive us graciously, for we will offer the sacrifices of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. We will not ride on horses, nor will we say any more to the work of our hands. You are our gods, for in you the fatherless finds mercy. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from him. This is the word of the Lord. Well, as we continue through Hosea 14, I remind uh, all of us that this uh, chapter is a corporate call to repentance. The Lord, through the prophet, is calling his people to return to him, turn away from their idolatries, and to find in the Lord merciful forgiveness and new life and restoration. And we will uh, eventually, uh, in the weeks to come, get to the promises of uh, life and redemption even more in verses 5 through 8 of this chapter. But the focus this morning is on verse 4. This is the Lord speaking in response to the confession of his people. They've confessed their sins. They've said, we don't want to have anything to do with idols anymore. Receive us, Lord. And this is what the Lord says in response to his people who have come humbly and penitently to confess their sins. He says, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from him. Uh, What gracious promises for us, brothers and sisters, that when we confess our sins to the Lord, he will receive us. He will restore us. He will heal us of the malady of sin that has so affected us. Now, as we look at this uh, verse and what it reveals about our God, let's remember a few things about what the scriptures say about the God that we worship. We know that from Genesis to Revelation that the God of scripture is a God of justice. The Lord avenges wrongdoing. He punishes iniquity. He does not clear the guilty without upholding justice. He does not violate or uh, overturn his justice at any point. He is committed to justice. We also know that the God that we worship is a holy God. He cannot and will not allow iniquity in his presence. He is of purer eyes than to behold sin and to draw near to it. It would be a violation of his inviolable holiness for sinners to draw near without their sin being dealt with. So we know God is just, we know God is holy, but we also know that God is merciful. And that is what we see here in our verse 4, that he will forgive, he will restore, he will turn, his anger will be turned away, and he will invite us to draw near to himself. We know that the Lord reveals himself in this way in Exodus 34, 6 through 7, as God speaks to Moses and to the people of, of Israel. He says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. This is the nature of our God, and remember that our God does not change, which is very important for us as we draw near to confess our sins today. So let's look at the two promises in verse 4. It says, the Lord says, I will heal their backsliding 
and I will love them freely. So those are the two promises that we're taking hold of as we confess our sins today. But first, we see this first promise, I will heal their backsliding. Sin is described in Scripture as something that harms us. It is something that corrupts us. It is destructive to our very nature that God made us to be in his image. It corrupts and destroys that image uh, within us. And sin is an affliction. It, it harms us, and it's something that we bring upon ourselves. It is, in essence, to self-harm. Uh, we self-harm any time that we uh, turn to sin. And so we need healing. That's why it says that the Lord will heal us of our backsliding. We ask him to restore in us that which sin has corrupted. And so this is part of God's promises to heal us of that which has damaged us and corrupted us. Not only does God forgive us, but he restores his image within us. He conforms us to the image of Christ. He, sh- he takes away that sin away from us and makes us new creations that are continually being refreshed into the likeness of his image. The second promise, the Lord will love us freely. I will love them freely for my anger has turned away from him. What a promise we have here, brothers and sisters. We who have turned to our own way, we who have chosen sin so many times, we who have rebelled against the perfect law of the Most High God, we who are unworthy to be in His presence are loved freely by this same God who turns away His anger from us. And we know that this promise is fulfilled and it can only be the case as we draw near through the blood of Jesus Christ. God's anger and wrath against sinners is turned away through that precious blood of our Lord. And it is through that sacrifice received by faith that our peace with God is restored. And when it says that the Lord will love us freely, let us think about that for a moment. Let's consider the, the beauty of that promise that this is a God who loves us Freely. Well, what does this mean? I think it means that God's love to us is not a half-hearted or begrudging love that is given to us when we confess our sins. Sometimes when you have a situation or a conflict with somebody and you, you, you go to them and you ask for their forgiveness and you seek to restore the relationship, but they say, I'm not sure about that yet. We'll see. We'll see about that. And there's, a, there's a distance that's kept there in the context of human relationships. And it's not a very free love. It's a rather restricted love. It's, it's doled out a bit. Uh, sometimes we even act on a merit basis in our relationships. We say, well, I'm not going to love you freely. You're going to have to do some things to get back into my good graces, uh, which isn't very gracious. Uh, and this is how we might have, uh, have our experience in human relationships. But the Lord's love is not like this, brothers and sisters. It is a free love, freely bestowed on undeserving sinners through the blood of Jesus Christ. We do not have to meet a hundred different qualifications and conditions in order to receive the love of God. 
And it's not a love that is unstable and undependable and you never quite know whether it's going to be bestowed upon you as it is in the case of human relationships with human beings. You don't know. Uh, will their mood not be uh, in a good place so that they would love me? Would their, maybe they haven't gotten enough sleep. Maybe they're not feeling very well. They're not going to love very well at this point. And indeed, that's the case with human beings. But God is not affected by any of those things. He has made a promise in his new covenant that all who come to him and confess their sins humbly will receive the love of God. He will bestow that love freely upon us. God justifies the ungodly. He does not justify the deserving. He justifies the undeserving. And if God's love was not freely bestowed, we would never have hope of receiving it. If God's love was conditioned upon our lovability, our worthiness, our deservedness, then we would never be the subjects of such love. We could never draw near with any confidence that he would indeed love us. As 1 John 4 says, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. This is the love of God freely bestowed upon us. And so we don't come today in this kind of confession. We don't say, Lord, I am sorry for my sin. I would ask that you would accept in payment this other thing that I did so that you will forgive this. That's that's not our confession. Rather, you say, nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. And so we come to a God who freely loves sinners who draw near to him. And what, what encouragement we have, what hope we have as we confess our sins and draw near to the throne of grace. So brothers and sisters, I invite you now to join me in this time of confession. We will humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God Uh, And we will confess our sins, asking that he would forgive us. So I invite you to kneel down with me, and we will uh, say together our prayer of confession found in the bulletin. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts We have transgressed your holy laws. We have left undone many things we ought to have done. We have done many things we ought not to have done. And our hearts are deceitful. O Lord, have mercy on us. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are repentant according to your promises declared to all men in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And grant, Father, for Christ's sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and committed life to your glory. Amen. Let us take a moment now to confess our own sins before the Lord.